at my school watched wrestling and Bobo was every kid's hero. About once or twice a month he would pull up in front of Jesse's house in his long white Cadillac Eldorado convertible with zebra upholstery right across the street from our school. As soon as he got out of his car the whole schoolyard would come rushing over to the fence to see him and shout out his name. They'd yell for him to crush Killer Kowalski or Dick the Bruiser or whoever he was wrestling on Wednesday night. I was always glued to the TV set on that night with my grandmother, who spoke no English, but you needed no particular language to enjoy wrestling. It was the only time I had ever seen my grandma Lola so animated. She would jump up and down and scream at the screen in Spanish, Watch out, he's behind you! When her favorite would win, she would hug me and dance around. The spirit of wrestling possessed her way more than anything that happened at church. When Bobo came out of the house with his new bag full of clean laundry, he would scan the crowd and find Jesse and motion for him to come up front. Bobo would hand him a quarter through the fence. Of course, being his best friend, I got a quarter too. It was my first brush with showbiz and I was mesmerized. Bobo Brazil was on TV, drove a big white Cadillac, and made the kids go nuts. I was drawn like a moth to the flame. The hook was really set when I appeared in my first Christmas musical. I was six years old. It was a presentation at night in the auditorium, and the whole class was to sing the Christmas classic, Up on the Rooftop. Everybody was fitted with a blue paper headband with a big gold star right in front. For some reason, I was singled out to play the kettle drum. Now, the kettle drum is a big-ass drum, and I was a little-ass kid. Even while standing on a stool, the only thing you could see was the gold star on the top of my head. The class started to sing, and I waited for my cue. I gripped my mallet tightly and tried to slow down my breathing, and then it came. Up on the rooftop, boom, boom, boom. A tiny hand holding a mallet appeared out of nowhere and hit the drum with perfect timing. Boom, boom, boom. The whole audience burst out laughing. Where did that hand come from, and what's with a floating star? The first time I did it, I didn't even hear the audience. I was so concentrated on hitting the drum. The second time, the laughter was even louder, and I could hear people talking and giggling. The third time, the people were convulsing with laughter. The song ended and the audience erupted in applause. The whole class took a bow, and then my teacher motioned for me to step out from behind the drum. As soon as the audience saw me, they started screaming and whistling and laughing and applauding. That was it. From that moment on, I knew it was the high life for me. I didn't know why, but in those early days it seemed that I was always being picked for special events. In 1952, there was a radio show called House Party, hosted by Art Linkletter. It was a huge show that went on to become an even bigger television show. Mr. Linkletter was a very prominent TV personality whose amiable nature made him one of America's favorites. I loved him and watched him all the time. He later had another big TV show called People Are Funny. This radio show was broadcast live from a studio in Hollywood. In one of its regular features, Art would ask kids all kinds of questions to try to elicit funny answers. Usually he tried to get the kids to spill the beans on family secrets like their mother's pregnant and their dad doesn't know, that kind of stuff. Four kids from my first grade were picked to be on the show, and I was one of them. On the appointed day, a big black limousine pulled up, and the whole school watched as the four of us got in and waved goodbye. Inside the limo was loaded with candy and sodas and cookies, which we all set upon devouring immediately. 
When we finally pulled up in front of the studio, four little sugar-filled first graders burst out of the limo like mad bumblebees. I had never been out of my neighborhood before, let alone the middle of Hollywood. It was like being dropped into the land of Oz. We were quickly herded into a room where a nice man with nice manners patiently explained what was going to happen on the show. When Mr. Linkletter asks you a question, don't be afraid. Just tell him the truth and have fun out there. This guy had all the makers of a future community theater director. He was talking to four first graders who had just guzzled down two cans of soda and eaten 20 pieces of candy apiece. Our attention span was set on bzzz, and we all had to pee. The door to our room opened, and another assistant stuck his smiling face inside. Okay, it's time to go. I have to pee. No time, you're on, he chirped. He turned on his megawatt smile and led us to the stage. There were four tall director's chairs set up on the stage, and then out of nowhere...